Hey, everybody, and welcome back to NFL Insights. Can you believe we're in week 10 already? Well, we are. And Brennan is coming off one of his worst weeks of all time. Uh, he was 6-7 and seven last week, under 500. Uh, it was a wacky week last week, as we all saw. But without further ado, let's move on to uh, the week 10 schedule and see if Brennan can right the ship. Uh, but it doesn't get any easier. We start off with a division game with the 5-3 and three Bills visiting the 2-6 and six Jets at MetLife. Uh, Bills uh, not looking so good the last couple outings. Yeah, you're, you're right. It was against the Dolphins and Jaguars where they've both, they both struggled on offense a lot. They struggled in both of those games on, on offense. Uh, they started off slow versus the Dolphins, then started to score some points in them. They had one of the most, it was one of the most shocking upsets of the year where they lost to the Jaguars of all teams. It was a, a they lost nine to six. And uh, yeah, I'm not really concerned, but I am a little, particularly the when it comes to their offense, the running game, or therefore a lack of. There really isn't a number one running back there. I mean, they've got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but neither of those guys are, defensive coordinators aren't game planning for either of those guys, like a Dalvin Cook or a Jonathan Taylor. And last time we saw the Jets, they got blown out against the Colts. It, the final score was 45-30, to 30, which made it look close, but it really wasn't close. The Jets couldn't stop the run particularly. Jonathan Taylor had like over 100 yards, and the Colts had over 500 yards of offense too. And to make things worse, it's Jets safety Marcus May, who was scheduled to be one of the top free agents of next year, tore his Achilles, so... An already bad Jets defense is going to be without one of their best players. And uh, I know division games are weird, but I'm sure Sean McDermott let the team have it after that loss to the Jaguars. So it's a division game, and the Patriots are doing really good too. So I think the Bills win this game and get back on track. All right, let's go down to Washington, where the 6-2 and two Bucks coming off a bye will be taking on the Washington football team with the inverse record of 2-6. and six. So this was a playoff game last year. It was the wild card where Taylor Heineke had his first start for the Washington football team and surprisingly played really well. I think it was because there wasn't a whole lot of tape on him at all, and they nearly pulled off the upset, but Tom Brady was better that day, and then they proceeded to go win the Super Bowl after winning a couple more playoff games and the last time we saw these teams were was a couple was a couple weeks ago because they were on their bye. The last time we saw the Buccaneers they had that surprising upset to the Saints. The Saints really have Tom Brady's number in the regular season as a member of the Buccaneers. And yeah, the Washington football team has been pretty disappointing this year. A lot of people thought they would maybe win the division, but no, not at all. Uh, the offense has been struggling a lot and people thought the defense would at least be good but no it's been terrible probably because they're facing real teams they had it pretty easy last year uh i'm a little concerned about the injury report for the buccaneers antonio brown and rob gronkowski are out and chris godwin is a game time decision but there's still a lot of depth at the wide receiver and tight end positions and uh it might be another it might be another close game but uh i'm taking the buccaneers all right Let's go check in on America's team. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at 6-2 and two will be welcoming in the 4-4 four and four Falcons. And the last time we saw the Cowboys, they put up a stinker. Yeah, that was another really surprising loss where they lost to the Broncos. They got blown out there. The offense didn't do anything. 
and they scored two touchdowns late, but it didn't matter. The game was finished by then. And the defense, which was which has been pretty good all year long and vastly and very much improved from last year, uh, they gave up over 30 points. They're, they're 0-2 when they allow 30 points, I believe. And yeah, it was particularly the, the ground game. They couldn't stop the Broncos running backs at all. And uh, people were, were wondering if Dak Prescott isn't fully healed from the calf strain from a couple weeks ago. Um, some injury news over on that side. Uh, defensive end Randy Gregory, one of their best defensive ends, is going to be was placed on IR with a calf strain. So that's the minimum the minimum of three weeks. And left tackle Tyron Smith is also out in his replacement. Terrence Steele really struggled in the the loss, from what I heard. And uh, the Falcons are coming off of, of an impressive win on the road versus the the Saints. Uh, the, they've been doing pretty well despite despite the loss of Calvin Ridley and. Uh, this, these two teams had a very memorable game last year. They met during week two, and the Falcons were up 20-0, to zero, and then they blew it. And uh, I don't know what to expect from this game. I think it might be another, it could potentially be another high-scoring game, or it could be a defensive type of game. I'm really not sure, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys to get back on track. All right, let's head down to Tennessee. Uh, this looks like one of the better games in the uh, 1 o'clock slate. The 7-2 Titans will be welcoming in the 5-3 Saints, and the Titans have been looking rather impressive. Yeah, they sure have. No one gave them a chance to beat the Rams on the road, but they did. Have they? The defense, which was horrible uh, a year ago, has been a real strength of the team this season. They were dominant. They had, like, I think they had five sacks. They had two interceptions of Matthew Stafford, and one of them was a pick six, so... They didn't even allow a touchdown until the final minute. So, yeah, this team looks really good, and they're going back home to take on the Saints, who sadly lost Jameis Winston for the remainder of the season. So as of right now, uh, they have turned to Trevor Simeon to be their starter, and he played well in the Buccaneers game after he appeared after Jameis Winston got hurt, and then played pretty well against the Falcons but came up short. But... um. I think the Saints are going to struggle on the offensive side. Um, the wide receiver room continues to be one of the thinnest in the league. There, there was rumors they would maybe sign Odell Beckham Jr., but he went to the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, Alvin Kamara is out for this game with a with a knee injury. So the Saints' defense has been pretty good all year long, and it might keep them in it, but I think I, I, think I see a very rough day for the Saints' offense, so... The Titans should get another win. And looking at the AFC, I think the Titans are my AFC pick to win the AFC. Bold words. All right, let's go to Indianapolis. I almost said Baltimore. Let's go to Indianapolis and check in on the four and five Colts as they welcome in the two and six Jaguars. Jaguars coming off a win that nobody expected. Yep, it was one of the upsets of the year. They won nine to six. The offense didn't do much of anything but it was enough to win. And the defense uh, resembled what it looked like a couple of years ago when they went to the AFC Championship game. And the Colts, yeah, we talked I talked, we talked about them a little earlier. They had over 40 points and 500 yards of offense against the Jets. They still haven't really been able to beat a really good team this year. But uh, I know the Jaguars had that upset, but still not really a very good team. And division games can be weird, but... Um, I think the Colts take care of business at home.
Okay, let's go to Pittsburgh and check in with the uh, five and three Steelers. They have some uh, some injury question marks, uh, but they'll be taking on the zero and eight Lions. So, are these injury question marks something that we're really worried about? Maybe uh, they had a thrilling win over the Bears, although there were some questionable calls, as you as you saw, and me as well. Um, Chase Claypool got hurt a little late in that game. And uh, he's actually out for this game, which could be a little worrisome. It could be tough for, for the Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger has struggled at times, although the offense started to look a little better. And the defense has been pretty good for the most part, although they nearly blew it uh, against the Bears. But um, their next opponent are the Lions, who are nowhere near as talented as the Bears. And uh, they were on their bye week. But uh, from what I've seen, for the most part, teams that play after their bye week are generally pretty rusty and uh, I will probably expect that to be the case with this Lions team on the road a lot of times uh, when I when we do the Lions games uh, a lot of people myself included will be like oh this team will blow the Lions out and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes they come really close to winning like against the the Ravens and Vikings if not for 50 yard field goals and both of those games during the last seconds. So this team has gotten really close to victory a number of times, but they just haven't been able to do it yet. And any given Sunday, it could happen, but I don't think so. I think it'll, I think the Steelers win. Okay. Um, to close out the one o'clock slate, we had a really good one. I think this is the one I'd like to watch at one o'clock. We have the five and four Browns going into new England to take on the five and four Patriots who have all of a sudden started to play pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think this is also the one I'm, I'm most interested to watch at 1 o'clock as well. Um, yeah, the Browns uh, had that big win over the Bengals after releasing Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, like everyone, like every announcer will will say, it's true. Baker Mayfield's passer rating increases by 20% when Odell Beckham doesn't play, when he doesn't target Odell Beckham Jr. And then it decreases whenever he, he does target him. But he doesn't have to, he won't be targeting him anymore because he's with the, the Rams now. And uh, yeah, that was a really impressive win, but um, things are going to get a little tricky now because both running backs, Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton, are both out after testing positive. I do believe they were both they were both vaccinated, but they couldn't clear the protocols in time. So that's a bit of a huge loss, especially because they were without they're without Kareem Hunt, who has been on IR and continues to be on IR. But they still have Dearness Johnson, who was really good in a Thursday game against the Broncos a couple weeks ago. I think he had over 100 yards and a touchdown during that game. And yeah, the Patriots had a slow start, but now they're starting to play pretty good. And now they're five and four and they're right next to the bills in terms of the division. The offense has been good enough and the defense has started to play really well. They spent a lot of money in free agency on both offense and defense and it's starting to, to uh, turn out pretty well. Um, this is gonna. This is a really tricky game. A lot of people think the Browns will upset them because I think the Patriots are favored by like two and a half points, like by like a field goal, pretty much. But um, this is really tricky. But uh, I'm gonna go with the rookie quarterback uh, and the home team in the Patriots, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. I'm not very confident in it. It can go either way. I think. But you're, to be clear, you're taking the Patriots to win. Yeah. Sure. All right, let's start off the 4 o'clock slate with uh, 
I see you shaking your head. You're three and five Vikings going into SoFi to take on the five and three Chargers. Uh, Vikings just, they just don't seem to be able to, to get over that hill, eh? No, it's every week except for their week three win versus the Seahawks, a 30 to 17 win. Every single game is decided by one by one score, and it's infuriating. They can't close out. They can't put it all together for more than one game, apparently. And it's really infuriating, and it's really stressful, too. Um, and um, it really doesn't matter to me that they keep getting really close. Um, it, that doesn't matter to me. They, they, they need to win. The expectation was that this would be a playoff team, and right now they don't look like one. And on top of all that, because of how much we already know about how they can't perform when it matters the most under pressure, there's been a lot of off-the-field distractions. Um, Dalvin Cook has been accused by a former girlfriend of battery and all that, but he alleges that he's the victim. And I think I'm going to side with Dalvin Cook here because he's a team captain and he's been here several years. And uh, I think I believe Cook, but... We'll see what happens there. And uh, the team has had some coronavirus scares. Vaccinated guard Dakota Dozier got hospitalized and is in stable condition now, thankfully. But uh, that was scary. And 29 other players, including Mike Zimmer, had to get tested. And everything seems mostly okay. But um, a lot of injuries on the defensive side. Kenny Willickis, a defensive end who was stepping up after injuries to after the injury to Daniil Hunter just got placed on the coronavirus reserve list he was playing pretty well so I don't think he'll be playing and Anthony Barr has been ruled out and Michael Pierce who has been out for weeks just now got placed on IR so that means another three weeks I don't know why he wasn't on there to begin with and uh, I am not sure if Harrison Smith will play because he was placed on the coronavirus reserve list like Sunday the day they played the Ravens and I think he's unvaccinated so I don't think he's going to play either. And we already know Patrick Peterson is on IR for, he's been on IR for a while with a hamstring injury. And I don't know when he's coming back. He's not playing. He's not playing in this game. And we already know Daniel Hunter's out for the season, which really sucks. So the Vikings offense has been pretty well, has played pretty well for the most part. But the defense, which is supposed to be Mike Zimmer's specialty, has really been pretty bad for the most part this season. And it will probably be high scoring, but I think the Chargers will light up the Vikings defense and they'll probably win on a last second field goal or something like that. All right. So uh, you're calling a close one there, eh? Probably, but we'll see this. I predict, I predict the Chargers win and the disappointing, terrible Viking season continues. All right. Let's head out to the desert where the eight and one Cardinals will be taking on the four and five Panthers. Uh, Panthers making some big news this week, eh? Yes. Uh, I was really surprised by the news. They, Signed, they signed franchise legend Cam Newton to a one-year deal after Sam Darnold got placed on IR with a shoulder injury, and Darnold was not playing well at all. They started off three and zero, but that was against really easy competition, and then Darnold started to regress or not play so well. He had several games with several interceptions, and then yeah, it reached uh, a low point versus the. The Patriots, where I think he threw three interceptions, including a pick six. And I thought that Darnold's struggles with the Jets were just because he was on the Jets. But no, the guy, I hate to say it, he he sucks. And uh, 
he is officially a draft bust. And uh, if his days as a starting quarterback in this league are over, he's just going to be a backup for in the NFL now, which uh, is still good, but uh, he's not, he has not lived up to the expectations at all because after, since being picked third overall by the Jets back in 2018. So goodbye, Sam. Hello, Cam. Uh, it's it's nice to see him returning back. I didn't think that would happen because of the kind of awkward ending at first. But um, one thing I should say is that he's not expected to play this week because they just signed him. It's been announced that P.J. Walker, former XFL quarterback, will get the start. And the Cardinals have been a little banged up. They placed Chase Edmonds on IR with a high ankle sprain, so he'll be out for a couple weeks. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins didn't play last week, but still, Colt McCoy uh, led the Cardinals to a victory, kind of a big one in in San Francisco on the road against the 49ers. And uh, yeah, um, the Cardinals are really good right now. And um, whether or not it's Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are game time decisions. Regardless of who the quarterback is, I'm picking the Cardinals to win. Okay. Um, the four o'clock slate is pretty unimpressive, but I think if I had to choose, this is the game I'd be tuning in for. We got the three and six Eagles going into mile high to take on the five and four Broncos. Uh, I think the Broncos might be hitting their stride. Yeah, maybe, maybe they are. Uh, all of their four wins before their win against the Cowboys were against pretty bad teams, the Giants, the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Washington football team and the Jaguars. But uh, yeah, that win against the Cowboys, that unexpected win against the Cowboys, it, it was huge. And uh, I was pretty surprised by it. But yeah, this team is really talented, but uh, they were struggling for a little bit there. Um, and yeah, they have the three and six Eagles and... Uh, the Eagles aren't really all that good of a team, although um, they have been in some games recently. But uh, I just think the Broncos are the more talented team here, even though they are going to be without Patrick Sertan the second, their first-round pick, for a little while. He got injured, and they're going to be without one of their starting guards, Graham Glasgow, probably maybe for the rest of the season, unfortunately. I saw he I saw he was out indefinitely after a leg fracture. Um. It might be a close game, but I still think the Broncos are the the better team, so I'm going to pick them. All right, let's go to Green Bay, where uh, two legendary quarterbacks should be making their return. Uh, Russell Wilson should be back for the three and five Seahawks, and Aaron Rodgers will be back for the Packers, uh, who come into this game at seven and two. Um, Packers looking to uh, keep pace in the NFC as far as that first overall seed. What do you think? Uh, yeah, they uh, they suffered a kind of bad loss to the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't really looked like themselves, especially on, on offense. Uh, they just haven't been able to score points um, can, as much as they have used to. Have, have used to. And um, yeah, that was Jordan Love's first career start. And I, I, I think I know for a fact that if Aaron Rodgers starts that game, they definitely win, probably by a blowout. And uh Rodgers' personal decision to get unvaccinated could maybe cost the team a chance at the number one seed because that was a very the Chiefs are a very beatable team and they lost to them. Um, but Rodgers is back in the facility just today after doing his ten day quarantine. And on the other side, Russell Wilson is finally back for the Seahawks after suffering a finger injury back in Week Five. He sure did heal quick, and uh, both of these guys are back and. Uh, one thing I saw on the NFL app was that um, 
the home team has won the past 10 matchups in a row, I think I saw, including the playoffs. So that's a pretty interesting statistic. One thing I also should note is that both of these quarterbacks kind of have uncertain futures after the season is over. We know about Aaron, how Aaron Rodgers missed most of the offseason before showing up for training camp. We know we knew how mad he was with the organization. And uh, there was that Russell Wilson drama about wanting more front office decisions and complaining about being hit so much and all that. But um, I think I don't, I don't, I barely have ever picked against against Russell Wilson in this podcast, but uh, the Packers look like the better team to me. And even though both quarterbacks might be a little rusty, I'm going to go with the home team and the Packers. And also two, two other things. Um, one, I think with Aaron Rodgers, the, the Packers are my NFC pick. And two, I forgot to mention it during um, a couple games ago, but uh, Titans versus Saints was my lock of the week. Oh, I was going to, I was wondering as we got further toward the end, which was going to be your lock, I thought it was going to be the Monday night game. But uh, so on record, you are saying that the Titans are your lock of the week? Yes. Yeah, sorry, I didn't say that earlier. No problem. Thanks for clearing it up. Uh, Sunday night, looking like a real fun one. Uh, an AFC West battle where the 5-4 and four Chiefs go into Vegas and take on the 5-3 and three Raiders. Uh, Raiders... Uh, not been having a good season off the field and a decent season on the field. What do you think here? Yeah, um, I know the Vikings have had some misses on draft picks recently, but um, there have been a couple of good ones. But uh, the Raiders really blew that that first round of the 2020 NFL draft. They had two first round picks. One was on speedy Alabama wide receiver Henry Ruggs. We know what happened there. Not on the team anymore. And then their second first-round pick was Ohio State cornerback Damon Arnett, who just got released a couple days ago after releasing a video waving a gun around threatening to kill someone. So, obviously, you don't want someone like that on your team. Uh, yeah, they're 5-3 and three still, despite all of these distractions. But, um, yeah, after Henry Ruggs got released, they signed veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who also who still has some speed, even though he's in his 30s. But, um, yeah, lots of distractions, and the... Chiefs are still 5-4, and four, but really do not look impressive at all. The defense has been playing pretty well recently, but um, the offense, and specifically Patrick Mahomes, have not really looked like themselves. I think Mahomes has the most interceptions by any quarterback, I think. And I've kept I've been waiting for, like, weeks. I think all of us have been, waiting, have been waiting for weeks for the Chiefs to look like the Chiefs on offense, but it hasn't happened recently. They've looked, they started off pretty good, but then they just started to decline. And... Um, Maybe this is the game where they start to look like the Chiefs again on offense. Maybe not, but um, this could go either way. And um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, and I don't really know why. All right, let's bring this one to a close by looking at the Monday night game, another divisional game, the 7-2 and Rams, who made some good news, bad news this week, and uh, they'll be going into San Francisco to take on the 3-5 and Niners. Uh, how do you see this one breaking down? So the Rams have added a lot of, of very well-known players to their team recently. They traded for Von Miller, although he didn't play against the Titans, but he's expected to make his first appearance as a Rams player uh, in this game, and they signed wide free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham, which should which should really make their offense a lot better, but that's where the bad news comes in, and it's just heartbreaking. I hate when stuff like this happens. Uh, 
Robert Woods, one of their wide receivers, a pretty good wide receiver too. Um, he sadly tore his ACL in practice, and I hate that. I, it's the worst when you tear it in practice or something, and not even during a real game. So that's going to hurt. They still have Cooper Cup, who's been great, Van Jefferson, and Odell. But uh, the depth was a concern after they released Deshaun Jackson, and their second-round pick, rookie Tutu Atwell, suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Depth was a little concerning there. And then when they signed Odell, I was like, this okay, I think their wide receiver depth is solved, but then not the case. I'm still a little concerned about it, so I would say they need to um add another wide receiver. I think Josh Reynolds and Golden Tate are some notable free agent wide receivers. Des Bryant too, I think. So I don't think they I don't think they're done adding to the wide receiver position. I would get a little additional help there. And um the 49ers, they've been one of the most disappointing teams this year, and in my opinion. I thought this would be a team that would have a chance at winning the division and maybe making the playoffs, but I don't think that's the case, especially after losing at home to a Cardinals team that had Colt McCoy as the quarterback and no DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the offense hasn't looked good at all, and the defense has been pretty bad ever since Robert Sala left to be head coach of the Jets, and a lot of people are wondering when third overall pick Trey Lance will be the team's full-time starter, and I think it should happen as soon as possible. I don't think you have anything to lose by doing so. I know I know he's really inexperienced coming out of a small college in North Dakota State, but it should happen soon, in my, soon in my opinion. And I've said this a couple times before, um, division games are weird, but even with that uh, unfortunate Rams injury news, uh, the Rams should go on the road and win this game. Although the 49ers have beaten the Rams four times in a row, I think that streak ends um, with this game. All right, there you have it, folks. Don't forget to follow Brennan on Twitter at PhD in NFL. Head over to QB List to read the column that he contributes to, uh, Beating the Spread, as well as all the other fabulous articles that they have there. And once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Take care.